0: Well, hi again there, listeners. Seems like a long time since we had a little chat. But it's nice to be talking again, although I feel like I do a lot of talking at home and elsewhere in the world, but it's great to be talking to you guys, and um, I'm actually very glad you're listening. But I want to change things up a little bit. lost time I know we spoke about the endemic birds, and then we also spoke about the beautiful sunbirds. But, uh, you know, it's just the other day. I was uh, in one of the parks and I, and I looked to the left and I saw this um, marabou stalk and I thought my goodness, it's such an ugly bird. <laughs> I thought to myself, I love birds, don't get me wrong. And I looked at this and you know, it's about time I really spoke about some of the, the uh, I hate calling them ugly birds, but different birds. And I looked at that marabou stalk and in fact it was remarkable and the, the more I get to know about the marabou, the more remarkable it really is. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a little chat about the uh, Maribu Stork. A lot of people think it's uh, got that Walking Dead look about it. You know those uh, movies you get on Mnet and other places? Uh, Netflix, The Walking Dead, I'm Chasing You. When it walks around, it looks a bit creepy. Um, It's also been known to uh, be called The Undertaker Bird. Uh, Once you've seen it, then you'll Know exactly what I mean. That's certainly distinguishable from any other bird, especially if it walks around with a stiff neck and that look on its face. The underdaker bird. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to talk about. The marabou stork. Well, I'm going to do my best to try and explain really what it looks like. Um, you need to look at one of the books that I've been speaking about, uh, or anywhere in the web. Just have a just have a look at it, and you'll see exactly what I'm trying to get through. To you. The um, Latin name, it's got um, nice long two Latin names. Uh, well, I hope I'm going to do this right because Latin sounds a lot like Greek to me. So here we go Leptoptilos Lipto, Criminiferous. You know, I was never a scientific guy, but anyway, if you understood that, then I'm not doing too bad. But the part of the, the leptos as I've read it is not something I know, but I just sort of know this stuff because. I have been reading about uh, these birds for quite a while but I know that leptos does mean slender and the adjoining word to that uh, leptot I um, it means a wing. And uh, part of the second word is cremino, which uh, means like a small money purse. Well, you know these bags are sort of used usually hang around the neck of the person uh, and that's exactly what this bird looks like. It looks like it's got a, quite a big money bag. Hanging from its, uh, from its uh, um, neck. They're about one and a half meters tall. And they're at least about six and a half kgs. And in other words, it's, it's quite a tallish bird. Eh? It has a very pink sort of naked head and neck. with no feathers. It looks like a bit of a vulture. And, well, it eats the same type of carrion as well. And it has this huge, like, orangey-red air sac that hangs below its neck, well, on its neck. Um, and sometimes it can get around about 350 millimeters long which is hanging from its neck. It actually uses this as a cooling mechanism or you know when it's looking for a for a babe in the woods for a female, it'll use that for courting and it's also got a fairly biggish long, wider, wide beak um, and quite hard and and fairly sharp but uh, this little red air sac that it's got uh, sometimes it's partly hidden um, underneath on its neck like from like, you know, there's this, like a white ruff over there where it's uh, at the base of its neck and um, Only when it starts inflating it uh, Does it come out and you actually see it as I said it uses a lot in, in courtship it has these beautiful black uh, uh, wing feathers and uh, It's got a very big wingspan. It's about two and a half meters long and its belly is also white uh, It has these uh, very, very long legs. They're they, they thin um, legs, but they always look white because they, they're normally black. But they always look white because, you know, it actually drops excrement on its uh, legs because it actually forms a little um, sealant on its legs and it helps with the cooling. So it's, uh, it's actually thought that it does this um, as it is a process used for cooling. As well, you know, it opens its beak and sometimes when it really gets hot, you'll see it opening its feathers and sort of standing there with its, uh, with its uh, feathers, wings, with its wings extended. But that uh, big bag that hangs from his neck is also used to um, to help cooling. It can almost be found in um, most of southern Africa, um, a bit north from... Um, the Northern Cape and the, and the Eastern Cape and the Free State area. Um, it's a very sociable bird, and you'll see them in groups sometimes. Uh, they mostly feed on carrion, as I said, and you'll find them in either semi-arid areas or, you know, wet areas, and they, they hang around a lot at uh, game reserves and parks because they tend to sort of hang around where they're lions or jackals or something has killed a bit of game. It'll in there where the vultures come in, it's got a very strong dagger-like beak, which can poke holes in the carcass, which helps some of the other animals to actually get to the carcass. Or the uh, carcass can decompose a lot quicker, but it can't really cut with its beak. But you'll see it sort of walking around the outside when the vultures are sort of um, jumping in, or whether it's the lions, it doesn't really matter, and um, it'll run up and it'll grab a piece of meat and pull it off the bone. And uh, sometimes you'll see it with his head deep in the carcass. I mean, that's why it's got uh, no feathers on his head, just like the, uh, the vultures do. But i tell you, what an eater. It can actually grab up to about 10 kgs with one single bite. That's how big it's big is. It can actually take a big piece of meat like that and basically swallow it. Um, primary, as I said, it's a scavenger. And um, it will also, funny enough, it's been known to kill... Well, not kill. Yeah, I guess kill baby crocodiles. Uh, it'll whip them up when it can. And it's also known to eat rats, mice, birds, fish, frogs, um, and, and those things. And uh, it actually what it does do, um, most of its life, it'll eat carrion, because that's its primary um, meal. But when it uh, starts feeding its young, you'll see that they'll both change to fish, frogs, and little... Uh, living um, and animals, because that's the only thing that's uh, good for its for um, this for the, for the its young one growing up. So by the time the the eggs are hatched and the fledglings are there and the well the baby chicks are there and they're being fed by their parents, that's when they only bring and they only feed on frogs and fish and those type of things. Um, yeah, and that's exactly what happens. But that's very very um, interesting in itself. As I said a little bit earlier, they. Um, they are very sociable birds, and you'll see them when they haven't found a mate, or they're sort of working around their own. They'll they'll roost with other um, aquatic type birds that are around estuaries and that, uh, or dams, um, and they'll sit there with the uh, cormorants and the uh, herons, etc., and, and and other um, stalks um, on the side, up you know, up on a little branch somewhere. But uh, they will mate for life uh, if they find a mate. They'll 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 mate for life, but they don't have. The interesting is you know they don't have a voice box, so they make these uh, funny little croak noises that comes from the that little thing under the um, little bag under the their, their uh, on their neck, and um, they sort of open and snap open their their bills and they make a bit of noise with that as well, and so they will normally do this as well when they're trying to do a bit of courting. With a female once she once he's found the female they'll they'll sort of gather wood and they will um form a well he'll he'll gather wood and she will start putting it in place so she finds find the site and she'll put them in place and she'll um lay these things on a simple sort of platform and right in the middle they put a little shallower cup uh, which they normally will fill with leaves and such like you know once they've sort of got it but it's quite a biggish type of nest you know obviously because they've got a have their own eggs in, and they've got to sit in them and, um, and look after them. So they also go around looking at vacant nests, and they'll take it from any vacant nest that they, they find. You'll find out that once they've made their nest and they um, um, lay eggs in that the either male or female will will stay at the nest. They won't they won't move from that nest because in case one of the other ones come by and and start stealing a uh, wood from their own nest. So It's quite crazy, and they've they been known to have nests about a meter apart, but they they normally make the nests very high in 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 trees, very high trees, and uh, or cliffs, or even on 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 buildings sometimes. Uh, but as I said, the the great thing is they sort of they they, they pair um, for life. They normally lay about two to three eggs a year, mostly during the winter months, you know, June, July, to August, around about the day. The other, it's it's a lot easier for them, and I think this is why it does happen. Is the rivers and the dams are, are a lot drier, and it's much easier to find you know fish, and frogs, and and, and those type of things, especially when they got to find them to feed their their chicks. The incubation period for the uh, is is normally about a month, and um, the male helps with incubation, but uh, yeah, he actually s- sits on the nest a bit longer because normally at night he's the one that sort of incubates all night and the female uh, sits during the day and they sort of take times Um, and the young ones only sort of really meet reach uh, maturity around about four years so they kind of look after them for for quite some time and um, these birds are known well in captivity a lot longer but in the wild they live around about 25 years so 25 years but uh, some have been known in captivity learner learn listen to me uh, to live up to about 40 years. So there you have it. Um, that's about all I can say about the bird. I have a few fun facts that I'll mention now, but um, as I said before, uh, you'll find, if you go to any game park that we have here in South Africa, up um, in the northern area, you'll find them around the, uh, around the dams. You'll see them uh, especially around areas where there's lion kills or vultures. You'll always see them sitting there, but they don't move much. Uh, the fun fact, as I said just now, one of them is that they're one of the laziest birds around. Because most of the time you see it, it, it just stands. You hardly ever see them moving around. They kind of like stand there. And they, they really do look like they can sort of bury somebody, really. Um, they also The other fun fact is they, they have these hollow leg bones and, and toes, which uh, actually help a lot in their flight as they start flying around, you know, they're very strong flyers. They're they never known to do short little trips, but once they're up in the air, they actually fold their neck into the front, which helps them balance themselves out and their legs um, go to the back as a flyer. But they, they, they're very strong flyers. And um, they make, as I said, they make these uh, basic nests uh, high up in the trees or on cliffs or something like that. Uh, the other nice thing is about the bird that you, you'll get to know once you sort of see these birds. They're, they're very attracted to um, grass fires. So if you see a big grass fire happening in, in one of the wild places. You'll must probably find one of these things flying just in front. And they'll scoop up any of the animals that are trying to escape. You know, the small animals that are actually trying to escape from these, uh, what we call them, felt, felt fires. Uh, you know, the ones that are trying to flee. Um, the oh, the odd thing is and I've never seen it but I actually read about this that they actually flee, uh, feed on flamingos so there, there's a new one for you Right, folks I think that's about it for now until the next time we have a chat other than we just change things a bit And I mean I've given you all as I said pretty birds like the beautiful sunbirds and all these beautiful little birds that I keep talking about and sometimes we, f- we forget about the, the big old ugly ones but that's all we've got for now and so Until next time, I hope you go out and do a bit of birding on your own and really enjoy it. And this is from me, Big Al. Cheers.